one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Thanks to everyone who supports Daily Tech News Show directly. To find out more, head to dailytechnewsshow.com slash support. This is the Daily Tech News for Monday, August 6th, 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. Also in Los Angeles, I'm Lamar Wilson. And not quite, but really close to Los Angeles, Roger Chang, our producer. How are you? I'm good. I am LA adjacent. Yeah. You're county, wow. right? You're still county, I think. We're all here. Same county. Same you're, county. You're still one of the homeboys. That's right. We got you. We, yeah. We're behind you, Roger. Don't worry. <laughs> uh We've got uh, a lot of interesting news today to talk about, some AI, uh, some removals, <laughs> some rumors, and more. So let's start with a few tech things you should know. Analytics company Mixpanel included Facebook's in-app browsing in its latest data report to see how Facebook's mobile browsing compared to Chrome, Safari, Opera, and other browsers. So on average across all U.S. states, Safari claims 58.06% of all mobile browser market share. Chrome has 32.48% and Facebook has 8.82%. OpenAI 5 took on Dota 2 semi-pros again and the humans finally won a match. The AI played Dota 2 against players ranked in the 99.95 percentile in the world. Against former Dota 2 professionals and casters Merlini, Fog, Cap, and Blitz, OpenAI 5 won the first two games but lost the last one after the humans let the audience pick the team's five heroes. The OpenAI hopes to beat a team of top two Dota uh, Dota 2 pros at the International uh, which starts on August 20th. Ah, crowdsourced to beat the AI. Now we know how yeah, we can that was survive. Hard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, AMD announced the Ryzen Threadripper 2990WX, featuring 32 cores, 64 threads, and a 3 gigahertz base clock speed that can be boosted to 4.2 gigahertz for $1,799. That's $1,799, not $17.99. Uh, <laughs> shipping August 13th. There were some specs leaked out about it, uh, some, some internal AMD 
tests, uh, 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 benchmarks that leaked out about it show notes way more powerful than the equivalent Intel because it's got so many more cores. There's also the Ryzen Threadripper 2970WX coming in October with 24 cores and 48 threads for 1299 Two other Ryzen Threadripper CPU releases were also announced, the 16-core 2950X and the 12-core 24-thread 2920X. That last one is the cheapest second-gen Ryzen Threadripper announced so far at 649 bucks. I'll buy it. I'll let you buy me one, too. Thanks. Excellent. Let's talk about MoviePass, because they haven't stopped making news all week. They won't go away, Tom. What is going on? So MoviePass announced that it will not raise its prices after all. Oh, that sounds great. But its plan will stay at $10 a month, or I should say but here, but starting August 15th, it will have a limit of three movies a month with a $5 discount for movies beyond the first three. Peak pricing and ticket stub verification are also going away. And MoviePass says 85% of its users see three or fewer movies a month. Uh, so obviously, uh, I have mixed feelings on, on this. They, they changed it yet again. So uh, just to add to this, if you are an annual uh, customer like like I am who just who paid right out, uh, you... Uh, actually still, I mean, you'll, you'll be grandfathered in until yours goes away, but you still will have to deal with the peak pricing and ticket stub verification. So this is only for the new customers who are coming in or those who are on monthly. So now, if, you it, are, if you're on the year plan, you yes. could cancel it and switch to this plan to get rid of that, I think. They won't let, if you cancel your plan, you can't join again for nine months. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA, copyright 2024. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed, and Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model in the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe tap-to-pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers... Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, 
Visit stripe.com slash tap iPhones. You can't call you can't contact them and say, hey, shift me to the new plan. Because from the press release, it sounded like anybody who moves to this new plan, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think rather than I know the canceling thing, they won't let you sign back up to stop you from right. gaming the system. But if you right. said, I don't want to cancel, I just want to move to the new plan, I think they might let you do that. Uh, I mean, that's that would be cool then. I, I mean, mean that, that would be less inc- to deal with. What would yeah. the incentive be for them to not let you come over unless you're getting a discount for buying an annual plan rather than a monthly plan. Yeah, that's your, I mean, the it, the thing is you might not want to do that. You might be like, eh, I'll deal with the stub verification stuff as long as I, you know, get the unlimited still. Right. Uh, Cause you're giving yeah. that up if you move over, but yeah, I don't so, think it so, hurts movie pass at all. Yeah. So I, so I had a, you know, like again, mixed feelings about this. Uh, on one hand, I love the, what they did. They took, you know, VC money and and gave gave it back to the customers, right? And so th- this was this was a great riot. At the same time, you know, I don't want to necessarily call it bait and switch. I mean, I don't. Maybe they didn't anticipate this happening, but I can see how customers could be angered by this constant every week. There's some kind of change and decrease of service. Even if 85 percent of people do you watch three movies a month, I fall in that camp. It's the idea that you're taking away something that that I know I can go unlimited if I wanted to. And I think that's that's where the uproar uh, is right now. Well, what, what do you all think about this? Are, are you even movie pass people? I am not currently. To me, three movies for ten dollars a month is what you know three dollars thirty three three cents per movie. That sounds great. I'm oh, yeah. never going to go to more than three movies in a month. In fact, I can't imagine any time I've even done that so far. I also feel like, well, okay, if I'm paying that ten dollars and those three movies are discounted, and for whatever reason I need the fourth or even more. Getting a discount—that sounds like a good deal to me. Of course, you know it, it depends on how close you are to theaters and what you want to see and what's playing. But this does not sound like a bad deal to me, especially given you know all the drama that MoviePass has been through lately. Yeah. That's what Cinemia for- hopes you think oh. too when you compare Cinemia to MoviePass and realize, <laughs> oh, the limited deal isn't so bad. And with Cinemia, I can do online ticket purchases at any theater and get yeah. IMAX in 3D. I mean, <laughs> it's just now it's it's a much more competitive situation than MoviePass was just trying to like drive everyone else out with the unlimited thing, and they just couldn't sustain it. Yeah, and lastly, MoviePass won't let you. Uh, they still will block uh, n- new run movies. Like there'll be a limited run of those. Yeah, they were so cagey about that. In the press release, yeah. they said some first run movies will be included, which means most of the first run movies will not be included. <laughs> exactly. Google has released Android Nine Pie. <gasps> oh, Tom, I know this was music so. to yours. Android P stands for Pie, everybody, and it's rolling out to Pixel phones first, which is not I mean, a surprise. Pixel phones, mm, mm. delicious cherry Pixels. Pie includes an updated material design look, a new notification panel, reworked recent app screen, and support for gesture controls and devices with notches. Android's digital well-being features now go into beta for Android Nine Pie users, and Google says that devices that were part of the Android Pie beta program. That includes handsets from Sony, Xiaomi, HMD Global, Oppo, Vivo, OnePlus, Essential, will be qualifying Android One devices and should have the update by the end of autumn. So it's all those brands plus quali- some Android One devices uh, will get it by the end of autumn. If you're not on that list, you should get it by the end of the year, Google says. They, they did some modularity in Android um, Oreo that makes it easier to update. So people doing the betas through carriers... Uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're noticing that they were getting the updates a lot faster, like the Essential uh, phone beta uh, came a lot faster. 
So I have a, uh, I mean, I don't use it, but I have a Pixel 2 just to have one. Just And so uh, I, I'm interested to see when, when this will drop. Uh, always always nice, you know, playing around with the competition and, and looking at, at the cool stuff Google has. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's a it's a big day for the for the Android community uh, because it it was sort of a surprise like nobody usually these things leak out right and we've got like weeks yeah. and weeks of like it's probably gonna be August sixth the rumors were all saying probably August twentieth probably end of August so Google pulled a fast one here I kind of like to see that where they're like nope. We're just putting it out today, mm-hmm. uh, although it's still the Android world, right? So it doesn't go to all phones at once. It goes to 100%. certain phones. Now, hate to or eight in our chat room says his essential phone just got it. Uh, so I'll be leaving to run upstairs and see if my essential <laughs> phone also got it. Uh, nice. But so so it may be coming a little faster than than people thought, which would be great. Oh, cool! I'll, I'll check my phone today. Awesome. Apple said Monday it had removed five of six podcasts from InfoWars host Alex Jones for violation of hate speech policies. All episodes were removed for all five shows. Facebook also removed four of Jones' pages for consistently uploading content in breach of its guidelines. Spotify completely removed the Alex Jones show from its podcast service Monday as well for hateful content. And YouTube suspended the verified Alex Jones channel for violating community guidelines. No company attributed the removal to concerns over fake news. Now, we'll let you think what you want about Alex Jones and InfoWars. That's not what we're here to discuss. Uh, It is interesting to see all of this happen at once. Uh, as a result of public pressure, if you didn't realize that there had been public pressure to remove this person's channels and shows specifically uh, for fake news, everyone's saying he's spreading lies. He's saying things that aren't true. He's fanning the flames of hatred, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. None of these companies want to get into the, the business of judging truth. Now, you may say, well, it's very obvious what's true and what's not. Yes and no. There are certain things that are on the outlier. Very clearly, 99% of us all agree that's not true. But it's when it comes to 50-50 that it becomes the issue. And these companies don't want to be involved. And you probably don't want them involved. Because while maybe one day they're removing something you think should be removed, the next day they'll remove something you you don't think should be removed. And then you've got an issue. So I think that's why all four of these companies worked hard to find a reason which i don't really like if if they should be removed they should be removed not because of public pressure but they to find a reason that wasn't based on the verity of the information being passed along well the interesting thing about apple being the first of you know the sort of uh, you know domino effect uh, that happened this morning on monday with with various alex jones you know video and and social channels it was almost as if, you know, a lot of the companies were like, okay, Apple did it. Okay. Now, now we, you know, we'll just sort of piggyback on Apple's uh, uh, um, explanation that it was, it was, uh, you know, it, it was a terms issue. Twitter didn't block Alex Infowars channels from its network though. So you kind of start thinking, well, okay, well, you know, were these companies talking to each other ahead of time? You know, is, is, you know, is Apple taking one for the team here? Because, all of these networks, it, there, there's no possible way anybody working in PR departments for these networks were just like, oh, wow, did Apple do something? We should investigate this person. Never heard of him before. No, no. These, these decisions have been in the works for a while. Maybe companies decide to pull the trigger on the announcement a little faster because of Apple. Uh, that's certainly possible. But I imagine these announcements were close to happening no matter what. If anything, it was the public, the public swell of pressure 
from certain elements of the public happened at the same time for all of these companies. So it does show that their internal processes are probably around the same because the timing ended up being close to the same. Uh, I I don't think it, it's easy to point and say, oh, no, they just imitated each other. And you can say that if you want. That's usually not the way it works. Anybody that's worked inside of a big company knows that you you don't see big companies move that fast. They don't just hear about something and turn on a dime uh, to do no, this sort of thing. Certainly not. They need six weeks of meetings of stakeholders before any of this stuff happens. But even yeah. so, even if that was the case, even if Facebook had some internal, you know, debate going on in, 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 you know, high level talk somewhere. The fact that this all happened within what, two hours today um, is, I don't know how it's telling. I think it was a little longer than that, but yeah, sure. Let's call it all in the same morning. I mean, it's pretty close. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. As far as the announcements go, Mm -hmm. the actual banning. Yeah. Cause I saw the first one trickled in overnight. uh, So early in the morning East coast here in the U S and then the, the YouTube announcement uh, didn't come until later on in in the late morning for us at early afternoon for the east coast yeah i don't have any specific comments on this uh, other than you know i i agree with you saying like this this could be a slippery slope you know regardless of where you stand on, on it uh, on whether a company should judge you know uh, you know how much they should judge something is uh you know not not okay based on public pressure mm-hmm. you know if a public doesn't like something and and so I, I I think we're all going through a, a big learning phase here, and and, and I'm interested to see what what comes out of it. Cause I don't I don't know where this is going. I don't I don't know if, if the people could just scream loud enough and get anything taken out. If someone doesn't like your podcast yeah. uh, anymore because there's another cooler one. Can they can they scream at, at YouTube to take it? Down? You know you know what I'm saying? Like where where where, where does the line get drawn yeah. here? I don't, I don't have whole, an opinion. On it. There's a whole other discussion to be had about the similarity between this. And what happened to James Gunn getting fired at Disney? It, both were in response to public pressure. Yeah, absolutely. So Microsoft briefly hosted a page announcing it had joined Movies Anywhere. Yes. This would mean movies from participating studios could be bought on the Microsoft Store and viewed on other platforms and vice versa. Now, iTunes, Amazon Prime Video, Google Play, Vudu, and Fandango Now are the current partners, and movies from Disney, Sony, 20th Century, Fox, Universal, and Warner Brothers are included. No word on why Microsoft pulled down the announcement. And yeah, maybe they just weren't ready to... You have any info on that? Maybe they weren't ready to, no, to, to say it. No, The yet? Verge and Therat.com both reported this this morning with links and screenshots. I mean, Therat still has a screenshot of the Microsoft uh, page saying, your movies together at last. Yeah, I saw that. Watch more with Microsoft Movies and TV. But when you click through to the Microsoft page... That's supposed to tell you about this new deal. It says, we're sorry, the page you requested cannot be found. Uh, So, I mean, we should be sitting here talking about like, oh, movies anywhere starting to expand. It'll be great when some more studios come in, too. If I've got an Xbox now, I can watch all my movies anywhere stuff. If I want to buy something on my Xbox or through the Windows Store, I can still watch it in iTunes. I can still watch it in the Google Play Store. And that hopefully is what's going to happen. Because they had yeah. this announcement prepared. But I kind of wanted to say all of that. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, because you, do you use your Xbox to watch movies? Well, yeah, and I stopped because they pulled out of that when it was called Disney. Uh, anywhere. I know it was more limited then, mm-hmm. but the, the Microsoft pulled out of it. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I, I, I don't use it uh, anymore. So, But I use my Xbox to watch almost everything, YouTube, Twitch. And so it's kind of like my media hub besides my Apple TV. So I'm definitely looking forward to this disappointment only in that uh, Lionsgate and uh, Paramount, which I get movies from uh, just mm. through press, 
price things, they aren't included in this. But hopefully with more people being added, more studios will be added. I think this is a fantastic deal. I mean, you use Fandango, uh, private disclosure, you're... you're <laughs> hey, that's my disclosure, there. Lamar. Let me let me make it. But yes, my wife works for Rotten Tomatoes and Fandango, so we use Fandango now, of course. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, I, I love the service. A page being taken down could have been, oh, you know, one of the partners. You know, we hadn't signed on the dotted line with them, and you know, we just have to, you know, take it uh, take it away briefly. One would think that if something drastic had changed with this announcement. The Rot, um, and the, certainly The Verge, and anybody else uh, you know who who has good connections at Microsoft would would know. I also wonder, just assuming maybe something was posted prematurely. Yeah, that sure happens a lot in corporate <laughs> websites, doesn't it? Yeah, you somebody know? needs to work on their CMS a little bit. Right? Yeah, like I know, I know the New York Times writes its obituaries years in advance. Uh, you know, for 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 big name folks, but it's like, can't we have some sort of a staging server that's just like one step removed it takes so a couple of clicks more before it gets published yeah yeah exactly <laughs> all right moving on chip maker tsmc which makes parts for the iphone said that 80 percent of its fabrication tools were affected by a virus last friday the company has since restored the tools and expects a full recovery a mistake during software installation for a new tool led to the virus spreading through tsmc's network the company advised the breach will delay some shipments and reduce revenue by about three percent for the quarter pretty sure apple's ships won't be delayed you know it, it, it said we weren't it wasn't sure which ones it, it, you better believe they're going to prioritize the, the 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 biggest customer they have to, to make sure those get on in time there's a there's a lot of sturm and drong out there about what this could mean for apple i mean first of all tsmc uh really turned this around faster than a lot of people thought when it first started to break they thought mm-hmm. oh this, this could cause some serious problems 3% revenue impact is not small in a company this size, but the fact that they are back to production on Monday is good. When you have the CEO of your company the, as the former supply chain expert, and Tim Cook, you have a lot of practices that are employed to make sure that these sorts of things don't impact your shipping. So I'm with you, Lamar. I My guess yeah. is either through TSMC prioritizing their biggest customer that makes up the majority of their revenue <laughs> or, or through Apple just having really good contingency plans for this sort of thing. This shouldn't impact the shipping of the iPhone. But you bet if something, I mean, Apple hasn't announced a new iPhone. Apple hasn't announced a bunch of new products. But if those rumored products slip or don't get announced, you know, a lot of people are going to start looking at this as a possible cause. Yeah, you're right. And it's probably not. But it will impact something. Something down the road is is, is going to slip because of this. It's sure. just probably Well, TSMC's that, bottom line impacted. Yeah, no, exactly. Three percent is a lot for the company. Yeah, yeah. They think they'll make it up in the holiday quarter by ramping up production and sort of catching up. That is what they're trying to tell their investors. So if you believe that, then you should be fine. Sure. <laughs> Wall Street Journal reports Facebook is asking banks to share customers' card transactions, shopping habits, and checking account balances to offer new financial services. What? If I want to stop there, you're going <laughs> to scream. Cambridge Analytica, <laughs> privacy violations. Now they want my bank data? Facebook says they're not doing that. Uh, Facebook says, we're actively asking financial services companies for financial transaction data. They're talking to banks about offering services through Messenger, like checking account balances or offering fraud alerts. They they don't want to record your financial information. What they want to do is what they already do with PayPal 
and City in Singapore and American Express in the United States, which is allow you to go to Facebook Messenger and say, hey, what's my balance? And allow that company to tell you your balance, which means your data has to pass through a Facebook server Mm -hmm. to do that. That's what Facebook says. Now, granted, I don't trust Facebook much either. Uh, So I don't know. Maybe they're doing some secret weird conspiracy thing to steal all your financial data. But my guess is not (laughs) in the current climate. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the only way to provision this kind of service is to transfer the financial data you're requesting through Facebook Messenger onto a Facebook server so it can get to you on Messenger. But in this day and age, you say financial data and Facebook, and people immediately jump to a lot of conclusions about risk, and Facebook has to work harder than other companies to prove, and even harder than it had to do when it first launched these services with PayPal and City and American Mm -hmm. Express, to reassure you, this is what we're doing with that information. We are not going to sell it to third parties. We're not going to target it through advertisements. Uh, this is all we'll do with it. Uh, and, and they should. I'm, I'm glad of that. So my, my question with this, and, and, and just being dead honest here, is like, who's living in Messenger this much to need to get your balance of things from messenger like I, yeah i use iMessage, right but i, I don't i don't want to go in there and find out what my belt ba- I, I mean if i need to send something through <laughs> apple pay fine but like i have the bank app i have the web like, i maybe i'm not the customer i'm just wondering who who are these people that live in messenger like this i don't to, know to want this i get what you're saying and a lot of people in the chat yeah. room are echoing you right now they're like right on lamar wilson exactly but <laughs> it does sound a little to me like my grandpa saying well, why would you want to phone up the bank to get your balance? You're just going to go cash your checks there later. Ask them then. Why do you need to use the phone for that? Yeah, I mean, I'm, party, though. I, I, don't know. I agree. I, I've, I've never once even thought of figuring out if one of my banks could tell me my balance. One of my many banks, you know, because I have so many. But, uh, you know, my <laughs> bank could tell me my balance through Facebook Messenger. Never occurred to me. Wouldn't want to do it for, you know, lots of reasons that, you know, people are like, eh, why go through Facebook, though? It's rife with issues or potentially rife with issues. But at the same time, it's like, okay, well, Facebook is looking for things like account balance to be able to flag down something, uh, you know, that a bank would, would see as fraud. Obviously, I want to know that, you know, as soon as possible through, through the proper channels. What if I am using Facebook Messenger for this? I could consider that, uh, you know, that's, that's a really good feature. It's also, there's, you know, the, the idea that when somebody calls me up to, you know, to offer me like a great low interest, you know, crappy, uh, you know, um, <laughs> loan, you know, that's like, you know, predatory. It's like, well, it's probably because my credit card balance is a little higher this month and, you know, there's information being shared. So a lot of this is a little bit like Facebook is not reinventing some, you know, banking wheel here that we should all be freaked out about. I yeah. think Lamar's point of is Facebook the way that you're finding out this information and checking in with your financial institution, that's really the issue that a lot of people seem to be having. Every WeChat user in China is laughing at this conversation. Like you poor backwards Americans, not (laughs) using a messaging service to do everything. It makes life so much simpler. What is wrong with you? Uh, Because this is the way a large part of the world works. Uh, large swaths of, of, of the world use messaging apps to do all of their financial transactions. So what, what Facebook's trying to do is get a little piece of that action because they know that's the coming wave. And if old fuddy-duddies like us don't use it, I don't think they care. What's the name of that Google messenger, uh, Allo? They, didn't they have something? It wasn't 
financial, but they were trying to do that. Put an assistant in there, and oh yeah, and, no, they and, put Google and, assistant, and, and, in which Google. is weird. To Everybody's me. Like, doing that. Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I guess you're right. It, it, it is definitely cultural, maybe, or just it's different it's locations for, for the three of us having this conversation right now. I feel like it's bef- it's the first year of Twitter, and where yeah. those people going? Why would you use Twitter? Why would sure. you use Facebook? Well, and, you know, the idea that WeChat has integrated so many services within a network and that it's working really well for a huge population of folks, you know, I I wish Facebook Messenger did work that well. It doesn't necessarily, you know, it's not Facebook specifically, but I wish we had something when I say we, I mean, you know, I'm talking regional U.S., but I wish I could consolidate everything if it made my life easier, but we're, that's just not, especially when it comes to financial institutions. It's a little bit of a chicken and egg thing, right? Yeah, like they exactly. Need to, they need to roll out this stuff without people freaking out to be able to have all of the things that you're like, oh yeah, now I use messaging apps for that sort of thing. Roll out. Hey folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to dailytechheadlines.com. Hey, and if you want to participate in our subreddit, which is very helpful, helps us know what stories you'd like us to talk about, submit some or vote on others. DailyTechNewsShow.reddit.com. If you want to hang out on Facebook, great. Facebook.com <laughs> slash groups slash Daily Tech News Show. We will not share your financial information, whether you're having a good or a bad month. Uh, but we will share Chris Christensen's thing of the day. He's back to talk about robots at the airport. This is Chris Christensen from Amateur Traveler with another Tech in Travel Minute. I've got robots. I've got a robot story, and this is an interesting one. KLM has introduced a robot in airports where you go up to this small blue robot and you give it your boarding pass. It scans your boarding pass and then will carry your luggage, up to 85 pounds of luggage, to your gate. It will know where your gate is, will navigate its way there, and will move at about three miles per hour so that you can walk alongside it. It's currently being tested, but they plan to roll it out at JFK and SFO here in 2018. One of the odd things of the story I read was that it uses, quote, a variety of familiar nonverbal sounds to interact with travelers. Oh my gosh, it's R2-D2. I'm Chris Christensen from Amateur Traveler. Oh my God! Why would you do that? Why would you want a robot to carry your luggage? Uh, why wouldn't you? Uh, hello. Like, why wouldn't you want to get Facebook? Okay, I get, I get the point. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. Uh, everybody wants R two D two to carry their luggage, of course. I mean, that's that goes without. Yeah, I mean, the the only thing I could see this be this sounds great. Um, even though you know you, maybe you don't have really heavy luggage, but let's just say you did, it would be really helpful. Um, you know, if you have kids and it just sort of takes a layer off of the complexity of getting to your gate. But we've all been at a really busy terminal. And like if there are many robots doing this for folks, okay, well, that's sort of adding some bulk to the walking area. And also, how do the robots talk to each other? And, mm. and are you going to lose your luggage? <laughs> they, they use Facebook. Oh, yeah, right. they're messaging each other. <laughs> all right, I'll let's stop. check the mailbag. What did we get at feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com? Uh, we got a really cool email from Joseph in Chicago who wrote in about our conversation last week about Google Glass being used to help autistic folks. Joseph says, I was diagnosed with autism later in life, despite being highly functioning, after I had a life altering mental health issue a little over a year ago and I lost my job. 
The rare late-in-life diagnosis explained the reason why I had problems with certain social norms, as well as relationships, whether it was with strangers or platonic or familiar or even romantic. Having this technology could save a lot of pain for those with autism and their families and neurotypicals around them by helping them progressively improve various skills in these four areas of life and allow those on the spectrum to live more fulfilling lives. So that applies to dating or friendship or legal issues or even school and school systems, how to interact with a fellow student versus a teacher versus a dean or somebody else in the administration, because obviously there are levels to that appropriate vernacular and chain of command when trying to get an exception. Uh, Joseph says, these are just some thoughts I had when I looked up the article and what I hope they could do in the future, not just for kids, but for those with autism of all ages and of all degrees. Yeah. And get, get over your thought of like, yeah, why would I want Google Glass on my face for that? Like imagine a different form factor or something that's just in regular old glasses or something like that. Mm -hmm. And just imagine the functionality. I think that's great. Thank you, Joseph, for that. Yeah. Thank you so much, Joseph. Um, I, you know, I learned a lot from your email, so keep them coming, everybody. Thanks to Lamar Wilson as well. Lamar, you are a wealth of information. You're a scholar and uh, all around great human. What has been going on since we saw you last? I see I paid you well through Facebook. Okay, I, that was the last one. That really that really was it. <laughs> Hold on. Um, I never got the money. Be right. cool. Be cool. <laughs> exactly. Be cool. So, yeah, I, I run an uh, unboxing and showcasing uh, channel. And uh, this month in August, we're trying to do one a video a day. Just released one, which is not showing up on your page. That's okay. Uh, just released one uh, today and uh, two minutes ago. And, uh, yeah, if, you, if you're into, like, seeing cool things, whether it's technology, Funko, or any kind of just randomly cool stuff, check out my channel at YouTube.com slash Lamar Wilson. You never know like, what's inside the box till Lamar opens never, it. What's in the right. box? Very right. cool. It's not that, hopefully. Check it out, no, folks. YouTube.com slash Lamar Wilson. Two R's Yeah, Lamar. Uh, and thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash DTNS is the place to get all of the cool perks of being a member. Membership has its privileges, like being able to talk in the Discord or or chat in Slack uh, with other folks. Also, talk to me about my trip to St. Louis, perhaps. Uh, anybody can do that. It doesn't matter if you're Patreon or not. I'm coming to St. Louis September 6th and 7th, I think. Something like that. It's Thursday <laughs> and Friday. Um and I'm looking for a place with good broadband. Big thanks to a few folks who have reached out. I think I've got Thursday taken care of, uh, which is awesome. I'm working on Friday. And once I get uh, locations to do DTNS remote, I will start working on doing a meetup out there in the St. Louis area as well. Ooh. So if you have any suggestions, particularly on the Illinois side of the river for that Friday at the beginning of September, uh, man, I wish we had put the dates in here because I, I want to emphasize that. Um, I think it is September 7th. Yeah. Uh, September 7th on the Illinois side of the river. If you know a place that would be available around, I don't know, three 30 in the afternoon that I could squat and do my show. That would be awesome. Send it to us. Feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. You know what you can also do to that email address is send us your thoughts, your comments, stuff that we've talked about, stuff you'd like us to talk about, and anything in between. Feedback at DailyTechNewsShow.com is our email address. We are also live if you can join us Monday through Friday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. Find out more at DailyTechNewsShow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Patrick Beja. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.